0: The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content.
1: I'm Roscoe Toskobble, a half elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. for money. This is Sir
2: Corvik Darkseed, I'm a half orc cleric, and I'll happily show you my talking stick.
3: This is Melvin Hartme. I am a high elf wizard, and so far I have set zero clouds on fire.
4: Huh? The very good adventuring team.
2: I'm gonna kill some of these wiener nuts. Just sick of waiting
0: for my turn. There's a lot of wiener nuts.
1: One down, twenty-nine-ish to go. You've never Googled pooping top hat dog before?
2: Oh, uh, I said poopy dog gave top hat. I'll try pooping top hat dog.
3: I'm looking to cast reverse gravity. But the first thing I'm gonna have to do is find I realize I'm silenced right now. I know I have to get out of this sphere or this area of effect, so I think I'm just going to keep backing up until I'm out of it.
0: So there is one goblin, one hobgoblin captain, one hobgoblin, and two bugbears that are more or less not affected by this. Everybody else is. Top of the anus. (laughs) Top of the anus. Anytime you're concentrating on a spell, and that includes Kolvik stuff too, uh, you're supposed to do those constitution saves. Uh, there's another miss. 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 Uh, miss. Miss. And a hit. A what? critical, in fact. What? 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 Uh,
2: yeah, Can uh, if Melvin is a dragon, can he seduce another dragon?
0: Oh, Yeah.
1: I'm on a quest for cocoons.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's let's play this out through Melvin's next turn, and then uh, and then we'll call this because there's this is absurd already. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> dragons. So you guys are in the marshland now. By the way. After half a day of traveling, you notice a slow but steady change in the landscape around you. The wall is far behind, and whether that's due to distance or the persistent mist that's crept up all around you, it is out of sight at this point.
3: Oh, it's misty. I've I've seen this movie before.
0: (laughs) Misty. The landscape itself, when you could still see it, was flat, boring, and increasingly wet. The road now sits higher. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't even say moist. Yeah, I put it there. Why didn't you put moist in there? Fine. The landscape itself, when you could still see it, was flat, boring, and increasingly moist. Moist. (laughs) The road now sits higher than the moist land on either side of it by about a moist foot. Ooh. It's almost impossible to tell how far you can really see at this point because the fog has gotten so dense and moist that the terrain gave few clues anyway. Your vision is limited to no more than a few hundred feet in the best of moments and you can barely make out the edge of the road in the worst. As you continue to walk forward, you occasionally make out vague shapes that loom in the distance then disappear. Then, for a moment, the fog clears away enough that you can make out a gigantic stone obelisk probably 50 feet tall and nearly 20 feet on a side. In the space leading up to this obelisk are smaller shapes, some huddled around the largest one, others in fairly regular patterns and distances around it. A few of the smallest are nearly concealed under water and reedy or clingy climbing plants. Some are grouped together with short, rotted iron or crumbling stone fences around them. This open pocket in the fog lasts long enough to give you the clear impression that you are now in a massive, sprawling cemetery that covers this cold, moist, marshy landscape, then closes back up again. Your journey quickly becomes a monotonous eternity with nothing visible ahead of you or behind you. No sound but the hard thudding of boots and the soft padding of crocs. So we're on the next leg of your journey here and what we're gonna do is the same sort of thing we did for the wastelands area before the wall. You decide on a pace to move forward, again without really knowing how far it is. Uh, You can go slow, regular, or fast. This changes the number of miles you cover in a day and behind the scenes, that also changes the likelihood of random encounters.
3: Yeah, 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 we got it. Um, optionally you say, choosing the fourth mark.
0: Obelisk or obelisk? You know, I like to mix it up. I say obelisk. Do you really?
3: I typically say obelisk. I say obelisk.
2: obelisk. I say it really quickly. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: obelisk. I'm the odd man out here. I would say obelisk. Obelisk. Obel- obel- ah. Obelisk. Ah. obelisk
4: obelisk obelisk.
3: I'm going to start saying. What did I say? Obelisk. I feel like it's saying obelisk, and you're like, oh yeah, obelisk. <laughs> 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 what did I say? Uh, obelisk? Oh, that was right. Obelisk.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: a bolus?
3: Is that what I A bolus. A bolus. <laughs>
0: see a 50 foot bolus.
3: <laughs> well, guys, I say we should just run as fast as we can. I have a question, though. Are we fully rested at the moment?
0: I would say that you are. Let's say that you guys made it through a day's worth of travel, rested, and now you're uh, on the road again.
2: Yeah, I'm, I gotta repair all my stats from the battle that didn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. You know, I don't know if I have fully explained some of the other mechanics of this last time around, so I am going to go through the rest of this for both your benefit and the listeners at home. Uh, so what I've been doing is having you guys roll for each hour of travel, if you didn't figure that out. Uh, You get to travel 8 hours a day, so there's 8 rolls per day Uh, in the traveling time. If you get below a certain number, which is modified by the pace you're traveling, then you have a chance at a random encounter from my table. Then I roll my d20 against that table. And then if you get that one, then it's scratched off the list and you won't have it again. And finally, we didn't do this... Well, we did it last time, but we didn't do it as well as I wanted it to. So there's going to be rolls for overnight for when you're resting. Uh, Basically, there will be 3 rolls per night. If you are not able to fully rest for at least two of those three shifts, you might think of it as, you will not gain the benefits of a long rest, but you will be able to do it as though it were a short rest. Uh, So hit dice and any other benefits you might get. Odds are much lower for nighttime encounters, but the possibility is there. So this is sort of a hodgepodge of different systems for random encounters. Uh, So for the folks at home, uh, you know, I'm sorry if my rules deviate from what you're familiar with, but uh, I'm the DM, so fuck you. Aggressive. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I love our listeners. We wouldn't be here without them. Uh, So, who wants to start with uh, day one, roll one in the... Ooh, I do. We've not yet determined to pace, have we? Uh,
1: Well, I heard run as fast as you can. Whatever
2: Melvin's pace he decides. That was was kind of a joke. I'm down with
1: going fast.
2: So it's like... Yeah, but we can't see. Is the mud going through those crock holes like...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know.
0: It's Like because every time he takes a step, it's like they're squirting out of the. I'm not holes. sure how
2: fast he would really want. Uh, Melvin would really want to go if it's like moisture on his feet. He.
0: I think we have a lot of reasons not to go fast. Well, Maybe. and running fast, like you're not actually running; you're just moving at a sort of faster ew, pace. Ew, so, like, ew, ew. it's not going to impact things like, oh, you fell in a hole because you weren't looking. Like, it's just it just affects your uh, random encounter chance. I would assume that you guys aren't running because you're the laziest wizard in the world.
3: Alright, we're going fast.
0: Fast. We're going fast. Rolling for fast. Rolling for fast. I rolled a 16. 16 is good enough to not get an encounter.
4: Mm. Uh,
0: let's go the other way this time. Kolvik, why don't you give me the next roll?
2: Eight.
0: Eight. Not as good. No. Uh, Probably
2: half is uh, good.
0: It's not as high. You don't know if it's good or not.
2: I can't see anything good coming out of a graveyard and misty moisture.
3: Nothing good comes out of a moist graveyard. Huh?
2: We're gonna go. We're gonna go charge into this oblique.
0: Nice. You hear galloping thuds against the road, rapidly approaching from behind you. Before you can react, a humanoid rider on a horse whips past you on the road, going at incredible speeds. The sound quickly fades from your ears, and the rider is gone. Can we some, tell? Some of the random encounters are just shit like that. So, nice. You know.
2: Th- oh. Okay, so we can't tell anything about this rider. Did he have a head? Did he not have a head?
0: Um, I mean, humanoid shape. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it had a head, maybe it didn't. Why don't you give me a perception roll? I'd love to perception roll that. 11. 11. All right. I'm going to say that's good enough to notice. Yeah, he didn't have a head.
1: I, he didn't have <gasps> a head.
2: Ooh, exciting.
0: Terrifying.
2: Yeah, I'm terrified at this point. I just saw a guy ride path with no head. I'm terrified. That's fucked up. Yeah. Melvin well, playing it cool.
0: Isn't Melvin... Always playing it cool. Isn't Melvin always cool? Hey. Hey. He's like the fucking fawns of you guys. Little troop. Alright, what's next? Roscoe. Five. The worst roll yet.
3: Come on. Treasure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nope. Enemies. <laughs> Give me ah, a good fight as its own treasure. <laughs> Savage snarls and grunts come to you from the mist around you. You just barely have enough time to ready yourselves before six trolls come barreling out towards you. Six trolls? 6 MFing trolls. Well, it's a good thing we're invincible. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with how much I test that notion with uh, the encounters in this swamp. Uh, it's going to be pretty intense. Uh. uh.
2: We know. Roscoe knows about trolls. Would we know trolls with our history knowledge?
1: I guess I'm not sure if you would. Well I would certainly tell you when they're coming towards us. I would assume there would be time for me to say, Hey, trolls don't care for fire.
4: <laughs>
1: yes, that would be very true. I think our party has played a lot of Final Fantasy and Diablo clones so that they know that trolls don't like fire. <laughs>
0: Melvin, why don't you give me your initiative roll? Five. Kolvik, does that include your bonus, by the way? Oh yeah. yeah it's okay. Kolvik, give me yours. Fourteen. Roscoe.
1: Mm-mm-mm-mm.
0: Six. Some real good, solid, clunking dice rolls. Did that include your modifier, by the way?
1: Dead. Wow. Oh, wow.
0: Well, it's a good day to be a troll because they're almost all ahead of you in the turn order. I don't like the noises that trolls make making in Skyrim. I thought they just kind of had like a,
1: a weird ghostly whistle. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: I just thought it was like a growl.
1: Maybe I'm thinking of a... I'm pretty sure it's Skyrim. If not Skyrim, Oblivion.
0: One of them.
2: How should they sound?
0: A fierce growl. Yeah, that's what I would go for. Alright, so I'm not going to give these guys names because I don't want to... I don't want to like, you know, justify their existence... Kind of like the the Rick and Morty scene where he's fighting the big rat. Like You'll notice I didn't give you a clever name like Scar or Fang because you're not important to me. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, there are six trolls numbered one through six in the area around you. Initiative has been rolled for all of you. Troll number three is going to be closest to Roscoe and is therefore going to run at Roscoe. That troll is going to take three attacks, one bite, and two claws. Holy moly. Yeah. They're balla. Uh, attack number one is going to be a miss with a 12. Attack number two, sorry, I'm going to do them in that order, bite, and claw, claw each time. Uh, that's going to be a 20, which I think hits you. Mm-hmm. That will be seven damage. And then the next claw is going to be even higher than that at 24. That's going to be a total of 6 damage, so what did I say? Is it 13 altogether? Yep. 13 altogether for your first round of combat. Moved on to troll number 5. It's going to just center square up to Kolvik. Attack number 1 is a critical failure, so you don't get bit. I should bite him off (laughs) of (laughs) that. Uh, Wow, a 12 is gonna miss you, and a 12 is gonna miss you. Kolvik just whiff, whiff, whiff. Well, not Kolvik, troll number five.
1: Trolls aren't competent. That's my first day being a troll! They mess with the bite. Number
0: four here is gonna run after Melvin. Uh, First roll is a 21, that sounds like a hit. Yes, but I'll use my illusory self ability. Aw, yeah. You're gonna miss that damage. Now we move on to claw number one. Uh, 12 is probably a miss. Yes. Claw number two is uh, 24. That would be a hit. You're gonna take a total of 15 damage from that hit. How often can I use illusory self? I thought it was once basically per combat, but I can't remember now. I have a player's handbook. Handy, if you'd like to look. Handy. <laughs> you wanted to look it up the old fashioned way. Fifteen.
2: That one's also sexual.
0: It's another another term for hand job. Oh. Old fashioned. Yeah. That makes me really happy whenever I'm at a bar and I hear somebody ordering an old fashioned. I'm like, well, you can get those here. <laughs> <laughs> Have to have one myself. I really don't think we have time for a hand job.
2: Can I get an old fashioned and a drink too? Oh,
0: oh! I like the cut here, jib. <laughs> latte, latte with full release. That's the fucking funniest thing about um idiocracy. Idiocracy, yeah. I don't think we have time for a hand job. Uh, or a full Gentleman's rebate, h and HR. That was the best one. Because they never even said it, it was just in the background. Yeah, in the background Gentleman's rebate. The gentleman's rebate. <laughs> once per short or long rest. Gotcha. Once there you go. Alright. Uh, troll number one, by the way, is also skedaddling on after Melvin here. Uh, 15. Is that hit Tracy? Uh it does. Okay. That is the Bite, that is gonna be seven damage. Claw number one, 24 we'll also hit. That's gonna be 10 damage. And the last one's a miss with an 11. And then Kolvik, it is over to you.
2: Wonderful. So
0: with my shield master, <coughs> master skill,
2: I can take uh, the attack, sorry, if you take the attack action on your turn, you can use your bonus action and try to shove a creature five feet away from you with your shield. Does that count as a disengage?
0: Um, so it doesn't count specifically as a disengage, but you are disengaged because they'll then be five feet away from you. Right, so they
2: can in, in turn take an attack and opportunity if I ran away.
0: Yes. They yeah, not. The, the thing that triggers an attack of opportunity is leaving melee range. Mm-hmm. If they leave your range because you shoved them, they don't get that attack of opportunity. So as long as you don't re-enter and then leave their range, you're good.
2: Okay, wonderful. I'm gonna go ahead and take the attack action mm-hmm. on this guy.
0: You're doing towards number five. That's I'm just to the south of you. I'm doing towards
2: number five, which is the south of me, and I'm gonna actually use my divine strike as well on top of this for the 1d8 radiant. Well,
0: let me uh, let me back up real quick and just ask you with what weapon?
2: I would assume. I would use my uh, Warhammer as usual.
0: You're gonna run back to the wall and get it? What do you mean? Do you remember when you gave it to that dude?
2: I didn't give him that dude. I handed 200 gold down so I wouldn't have to give it to the dude. Yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? That's exactly what happened. No. Because no. I gave away all my gold because I didn't want to get away to my Warhammer uh, for that's this replication.
0: Right. Well, give me just a second <laughs> to put a Warhammer back in your character sheet then.
3: Uh, <laughs> Oops.
0: And that was a plus one Warhammer, if I recall. Because you've had that shit since the beginning of the...
2: Yeah, I haven't found anything a lot better.
0: I really thought that you had given that away. I'm totally, uh, I feel like a dumbass now for missing that but huge I, I detail. Like the, you try to get that gotcha moment. That mm-hmm. gotcha. Well, I wasn't trying to get uh, the gun. You know, it, it would have really been satisfying. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't have. <laughs> Kidding. All right, roll me up some Warhammer right. attacking. Why? newly found Warhammer in there. <laughs> oh, where'd Where's going? From? Man, it's awesome. I got a 14. A 14 is a miss. Oh.
2: But can I still use that action to hit? Enough?
0: Because, uh, you it should doesn't... be able to, because it just says if you take the attack action. Exactly. Doesn't sound like you have to hit. You, you, uh, you use shields not just for protection, but also to be offensive. Da da. It is also for offense. You gain the following benefits while you're wielding a shield. You take the attack action on your turn. You can use the bonus action to shove a creature within five feet, blah blah blah. Yes, so all you have to do is take the attack action. You are not required to hit. Thank you for patiently waiting while I look that up.
2: No worries. So I'm going to shove this thing five feet away from me to the further south and I'm going to run towards Roscoe to the uh, east of me and hopefully encounter if he chooses. Do with that he may.
0: Excellent. I forgot, I didn't really describe the scene here, by the way, these guys are continuing on the east-west facing road, and three trolls came from the north and three trolls came from the south. And now, uh, so you did movement, action, bonus action. Roscoe, it is over to you. All right, I'm gonna sneak attack this stupid troll,
1: Julio because my good buddy Kolvik is making it so.
0: Roll a 14 and a Uh, 15. Him being next to you doesn't give you advantage, right? No, that's just so you can use the sneak attack. Right. Uh, So the 14 is a miss but the 15 is a hit. Alright. So that's 5 for that or uh, just a dagger attack and then
1: 25 on the sneak attack damage. Grand total of 30.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Thirty damage has been done to Troll Number Three. Doesn't even get a name. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Let's try, keep a little chart of names here.
2: Call Man Gary. All
0: right, Melvin. It is over to you on your turn. I, I'm assuming Roscoe, you did not want to move or do anything else. Nope. I'm good, right where I am. I, Melvin. Well. Got all these FN trolls
3: next to me, so I think that's a good time to cast Thunder Wave. I'm gonna cast Thunder Wave at a fifth level.
0: May I see that book again one more time? I just wanna check on the... Because I think Thunder Wave, if I recall, is very directional in that it comes out from like one side of you. I think we talked about this last time where it's like a cube, but you're at the edge of the cube. Uh, yes, it is a 15-foot cube, so just what you'll have to do If you want to get both of those guys, uh, if you move either a square to the west or a square to the east, they'll be then in that cube, but you won't leave melee range, so you won't get an opportunity attack.
3: Oh, I I would not leave melee range because I'd still be in melee range of them? Yeah.
0: Yeah, as long as one of your edges is touching one of their edges and you're all edging together.
3: (laughs) Uh, Um, you know what I'm going to do? Well, I've already done it, so... Uh, there we go. I'm gonna cast
0: Thunderwave at a fifth level then. Coolio.
3: Hey, when that happens and you think of something better right
2: after You're like, well, god damn it.
0: <laughs> All right, so these guys need some constitution saves. Uh, so let's start with number one, who's up on the top. Number one, DC 18, he's got a plus five, so 19 is a success. And the second one fails with an eight. So number one is not pushed but does take, uh, what is that? 27, so it'll be 13 damage. And number four is pushed and takes the full 27. And that pushes, how far again? Is it five or 10 feet? Do we remember? Mm-hmm. I thought it was five, because isn't the last time you used Thunder Wave was against Kolvik? <laughs> we determined it was only five feet. <gasps> 10 feet. It is 10? Okay. All right, Melvin. You have thunder waved. What else would you like to do on your turn? Um, my
3: amulet, was that an action or a bonus action to be
0: able to activate my plube? I believe we settled on it being an action. Because it was, well, it's still overpowered, but it's less overpowered if it takes a full action. I think one of my favorite things that I saw was somebody doing a speed run of the original Legend of Zelda game without the sword. Like, never getting a sword in the whole game and he was killing everything with, I think, the candle. And like, there's like the comments scrolling by on the side, you know, like a fucking Twitch stream, and like all the cam- comments were like, candle is OP, fucking candle, like. It was pretty amazing to watch. Is
3: there anything else around us or is it pretty much just
0: fog? Uh, it's just misty fog and bullshit around you. Um, if you get a little further out, there's like some lower gravestones, um, probably enough to give you like half cover if you got behind one.
3: Okay. I will misty step as far as away as far away as I can uh to something that might give me some kind of cover or something I could even you know maybe hide behind a little bit. Okay. So if they don't know where I'm disappearing off to.
0: Yeah, sure cuz I mean you wouldn't really get a sense of where someone was misty stepping to. Uh do you want to go north or south?
3: Uh, let's go north. Okay.
0: And you get thirty feet on that, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, thirty. Yeah, let's say there's a. Let's just say there's a little, uh, little tombstone right there for you. How nice is that? Everybody needs a friend. will be real gracious and just say a little, little tombstone. But uh, it is, it is only like three feet tall, so you've got to like hunker down in the moist, moist earth. Am I getting moist myself by? I, I can't imagine you wouldn't be uh, And then why don't you give me A stealth roll It's going to be a 14 Alright uh, I'm going to tell you that you Feel hidden <laughs> I'm
1: Moistly hidden
0: Behind this tombstone but Amongst the moist bones <laughs> I was getting more of a three stooges from that Moistly hidden Moistly Alright Melvin is moistly hidden. Move that little gravestone back to the map layer so it doesn't get in the way of things. We'll say there's like a kind of a row of them and whatnot, so if you guys wanted to use those for cover and things like that too, you can. We'll be uh, pretty gracious. We'll say there's a gravestone once every like 15 feet or so. Starting about 10 feet, 15 feet off the road like that. All right, so Melvin managed to get to the side of the road with his misty step to moistly hide. Troll number two. Troll number two is going to head for Kolvik since that is the closest target. Got to pay the troll toll. <laughs> right, Kolvik? Dig into the troll dog. Get a boy's hole. Kolvik is going to take a bite at you. That's going to be a miss at a 10. Claw is going to miss at 15. And another Claw is going to... No, that's going to hit you at a 21, right? Yeah, na 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 nah. 21 will hit. I'm uh, pretty sure it'll hit. So your AC should be 20 with your shield, if I recall. Then again, you also thought I lost my wire so yeah, Let I'm me check i know what the fuck I'm doing. Double check on me. <laughs> Always double check on me. No, you're, you're right. It is 20. Uh, that is going to be niner for your damage. Big ol' niner. Troll number six, the final one of the round, is going to make his way over to Roscoe. We're going to start with a bite attack. That's going to be a 20, which sounds like a hit. Mm-hmm will be seven damage. I'm gonna uncannily dodge. Ooh, nice. If I round up or down? Uh, that is a round down. Everything's round down, unless specified. Claw. Claw is gonna be a sixteen. I think it's a, a tie. Tie is a hit. Okay. Uh, that'll be a total of eight. I'll uncannily dodge it Can you just keep doing uncanny dodge? I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I don't do it more. (laughs) Including the first round. That's a pretty good side eye. That was a side eye and like a wink almost. Give me that fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't it cost you something? Doesn't it cost you reaction? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think there's a speed limit here.
2: (laughs) That doesn't make any sense at all.
0: The one thing is I have to be able to see my attacker. Starting at 5th level, when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. You only get one reaction per round. Son of a bitch. (laughs)
2: Dodge you? Dodge you. Yeah, I was going to say, you could just have all
0: damage
1: forever. That'd
0: be the greatest. (laughs) All right, so final attack here is going to be a whatever the fuck that is, 26 that'll hit. Mhm:
2: Who am I to question the rogue who knows what he's doing?:
0: Right <laughs> uh,
1: that's going to be 10. That's uh, going to be Roscoe's autobiography, The rogue who knows what he's doing.) <laughs>
0: Hello there, VGAD fans. How's your day shaking out? Brilliant and beautiful, I hope. Friends, I recently picked up a few books to help with the constant coming up with shit that happens in D&D and role-playing games in general. If you haven't heard of the Table Fables books by Madeline Hale, I would highly recommend checking them out. I picked up book one and two, and I, I guess I don't actually know if there are any more than that yet. I do think that one of my favorite things in the entire collection is the pocket filler table. Uh, It's in book one on page 22. You could find anything from a neat rock to a shiny acorn. Now, this isn't like a paid sponsorship or anything. Just me telling you about a neat couple of books I found entertaining. I spent a whole bunch of time writing a thing that would generate complete NPCs a while back. So, I dig the whole large collection of random stuff sort of thing. Anyway... I'm a little short on time this week, friends, so I'm just gonna let you get right on back into the adventuring. All right, there we are at the top of round two. Uh, Troll number three, which I believe was named Gary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gary is gonna take a swing at Kolvik, Kolvik the Bite. Is gonna be a 14, which will miss. Yes. Claw number one is a 17, which is a miss. Yes. Second claw is another 17, which is a miss. Damn, you're Man. invincible today.
2: I've been saying. to believe it. Damn. Don't wanna... <laughs> no,
0: oh no. Uh, now, however, troll number five is going to go for Roscoe. Bite is gonna be at 25. Ooh. Jeez, the rolls are just...
2: I'm gonna go ahead and use my huh? sentinel attack as well. Ooh. Yeah, but then a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you, you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against that creature. Coolio. So I guess, uh, does, I can't remember, do we let him keep attacking before, or is it kind of a...
0: I think their attack resolves <coughs> first, okay. then yours, and then their round continues. So that'll be six damage for Roscoe and now you get your attack against them.
3: Okay. Uh, actually, I believe.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> actually.
2: Uh,
3: 15.
0: Uh, 15 is a hit.
2: Right. And can I use a divine Strike with that as well? Well, sure. Yeah, why not? What? Yeah, okay.
0: Because you are taking the attack action, anything you are allowed to do on the attack action, you can do.
2: Okay, well, is that a one? and eight, six, and a seven, 13.
0: Cool. All right, now we go over to Claw number one. That's a miss with a nine. Claw number two is a 19, which you'll hit. And that'll be, oh man, that was almost max. Uh, that is 14 damage to Roscoe. A troll number or, and you guys have, A, been seeing that these things are recovering on each of their turns and Roscoe, we talked about that earlier, shouted out like, you gotta burn them or whatever. So you guys all know that, I'm assuming. And if you didn't before, you do now. Mm-hmm. Troll number four is also going to go for Roscoe and that troll number four has advantage because I can draw a straight line to that number three on the other side of him now things get really real. Bite attack, that'll be 19. Uh, So 10 damage. Claw number one, Uh, 24, that'll hit Uh, 13 damage. And the last attack, that one thankfully is a miss with a 14. And now troll number one. Runs across and is going to attack Kolvik, again with advantage because there's a flanking. Uh, 20 is a match of your AC. Yes, it is. That'll be a hit. It'll be eight damage. Okay. Uh, claw number one is going to be a 21, which should hits. Uh, so eight damage. And the last one is a 24 or another nine damage. You all three of those hit, correct? All three of those hit. And what was that first hit for? Eight as well? Uh, the first hit was eight. The second one I don't remember, and the last one was nine. I suppose I could be like writing these down or something, but... But I'm not that smart,
2: so... <laughs> well, we can just pay attention. Either one.
0: Kolvik, it is now over to you.
2: I'm going to shout at Roscoe and ask how much gold do you have on you?
0: I have... <laughs> <laughs> set your knives down and like open up your wallet <laughs> technically you can't answer on the same turn you can't answer okay so you can shout out that question and then roscoe when it is back to his turn which is next mm-hmm. will be able to answer you
2: Because if we're looking at spells stupid good simple spell is a thousand gold which i can't use okay. balls
0: what's the spell
2: symbol for my glyphs You can do a lot of cool stuff with that, but
0: I mean, I I will say this: as in all situations, I assume you are a competent spellcaster, and you have the things on you that you need to cast your spells. And then we just kind of like tally off the gold after the fact. So maybe I shouldn't be quite that generous in this situation, but these things are also fucking you guys up pretty good. And well, what would the podcast (laughs) be without a cast member? (laughs) He's a gracious DM. No, like I said, I, I always operate under the assumption that you are competent adventurers and you have the things you need to do the things you're good at.
2: All right. What I was doing and reading about here then... So we're, you were saying there is, uh, there is different tombstones alongside of this road, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to cast a glyph onto one of those um, tombstones. And then once triggered, the glyph glows, filling a 60 foot radius sphere from there. And for my trigger, I would want it to be of a physical kind, so that ward could be set to affect hags or shape changers. This face, I want it to affect trolls. Okay. And then from there, um, I want to do a stunning. So each must make a wisdom throw, and it becomes stunned for one minute if failed once that glyph comes into play.
0: Ooh. Tell me a little bit more about this. Does it, like, wear off, or does it, like, fire After once and then it's done? Or 10 minutes. And it just keeps on Each creature on in the
2: sphere, when a glyph activate is targeted by its effect, and the creature enters the sphere for the first time on its turn or end of its turn there.
0: Hot damn. And it's a 60-foot radius?
2: It's a 60, filling a 60-foot radius sphere with a dim light for 10 minutes.
0: All right, well, I'm not going to bother drawing a 60-foot sphere. Yeah, mostly because it's just not going to work anyway, but uh, I'm not going to bother drawing a 60-foot sphere because that encompasses basically this entire field of combat anyway. Uh, So that is expensive. Do remember, uh, Melvin, if you could take a 1,000 gold out of the stash. I'll
2: have to run by my bookkeeper before I do anything while I'm battle. (laughs) So it's on touch, so I'd have to move to the outside of this field.
3: Get loot.
2: Oh, shit. Wait a second.
3: Minus 1,000 gold for fucking Colvix symbol. Do you have everything written out in debits and credits? Yes. We're still sitting pretty though. We've got like
0: 32,000 gold.
2: So you're saying I can do this 32 times?
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Okay, each... Creature in the sphere, when the glyph activates, is targeted by its effect, as is a creature that enters the sphere for the first time on its turn, or ends there. So basically, this is going to activate when troll 2, which is the next troll to have a turn, when Mm -hmm. that troll's turn ends, it'll activate, and then it'll affect all of them. Okay. At at least that's how I'm reading it, unless you can tell me a different way to read it. But I don't see anything that will trigger it before that, because they're already in the radius. Yeah, they would
2: have to move... In or outside of it. But I was also just noticing that if I end up doing that, I'm going to get disengaged three different times on three different trolls.
0: Uh, you, Oh, and it is a range of touch. Although yeah. I was going to say you can cast this just on the ground. Like you could reach down and just touch the ground. Can so, you? Yeah, I mean the ground okay, is I an just object. Okay, it's a
2: s- section of a floor so I wasn't sure if that can be like on dirt or whatever. Sure. I mean, you guys are on a road. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do that then. I'm yeah. just going to bend on down and touch the ground.
0: I mean, you could put it like on your fucking self, too, if you wanted. You know, like, your, put it on your shield. Put it on your cod piece. Oh, that's
2: even cooler. Yeah. My dragon cod... No, that's gonna... I'd have to touch Melvin's cod piece. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is for a spell. Just hold still. <laughs> Turn I, your head and cough.
2: I think shield. The shield would be amazing.
0: All right. Each target must make a wisdom saving throw and become stunned for one minute on a failed save. The only thing that I'm really stuck on here is, does it just keep affecting them? Like, are they just going to keep getting stunned forever?
2: Oh, while they're in there? Like, if the glyph doesn't wear off kind of thing?
0: Well, so most of the time when there is an effect like stunning or other things like that, usually, like, you uh, you make a saving throw, and then you're outside of the effect, and then you're usually immune to that effect for, like, 24 hours for a lot of different sorts of things. But basically, these dudes are going to be, every time one of them has a turn, this effect is going to go off, and there's just no way that they won't be permanently stunned by this, which seems crazy overpowered. It is a seventh level spell, though. Oh, and then, all right, so no, it is. It says duration until dispelled or triggered, so it only goes off once.
2: So everybody gets one chance of being stunned.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if they are stunned, they're stunned for a full minute, which is a fucking death sentence.
2: Mm-hmm. Um That's- Trying to be the plan anyway.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, holy shit, if this just keeps stunning them for ten minutes, like you guys could have a fucking cocktail and like just sit there and watch and Okay. So, alright, so on at the end of Troll 2's turn, it will trigger. Everybody has to make a saving throw. And then your DC is seventeen. Alright, we'll come back to all that in just a second then. So that is your action is casting symbol mm-hmm. to do the stun.
2: And then, um... out the to touch, and I can still run away, though. The only thing I want to do that... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, there's this still be in the sphere, because if Melvin wants to do something with an area effect, I don't want to be in the middle of that. Mm. That would suck. But I, I can't disengage, because I'll just get fracked up. Okay, I'm staying. Cool. Stand still. Bonus action? Um, just smiling and beating... No, uh, no bonus action.
1: What to Roscoe? Um, I'm going to disengage. Cool. And I'm going to run away as fast as I can.
0: <laughs> Excellent. You successfully disengage, there's no uh, stipulations around that. Where would you like to run? Well, you S- can move yourself. Oh. You can run towards Melvin. He's here, he's right here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Melvin, help
1: me! <laughs> can I run through the crowd of idiots towards Melvin? You could! uh, uh,
0: What you would... uh, Well, let me actually stop here. What you would do... So this is kind of challenging because you had creatures... You had five creatures around you. So five of the eight squares that are possible to be occupied by you are... Or sorry, to be occupied by your enemies are occupied. There is no way for you to get out of all of their ranges by going any one direction. So my suggestion would be, you would have to go, do you see that arrow on on your screen? Mm -hmm. You'd have to kind of go like that direction, at least out to here, and then you would only get one attack of opportunity from troll number three. Even disengaging? Well, because you can disengage from the dudes on the left. God damn it, let me look at this rule. Because I feel like, because it'd be like you're disengaging, and then you're moving 10 feet, and then you're leaving that other dude's melee range. So like, you'd be leaving essentially the four dudes on the left, and the one dude on the bottom, you'd be leaving all of their range so you could take disengage then. but then when you leave the dude that's in the upper right, you'd leave his range so you would incur that again. Like if you just did a fucking gauntlet run down a row of people, you would get disengage actions every time you left somebody's range but let's look up the rule and and like maybe be a little more clear i'm also not positive that disengage disengages you from everyone disengaged but i'd like to think it does Page 192 with the lovely and beautifully illustrated player's handbook i forgive me i am so sorry i'm fucking up all the rules tonight If you take the disengage action, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. So, yes, you are able to successfully GTFO without any attacks of opportunity. My bad. And dash, like, to here. Yeah, so you can get out. You can't dash, but you can. Yeah, I can. He's got his. Motherfucker. Yeah, he's got his. (laughs) Very nice. Let me just. uh, you You can go significantly further than that if you'd like, because that is only 35 feet there. There you go. Can't believe you're running away, you coward. (laughs) Brave, brave, Sir Roscoe. He bravely ran away. He bravely ran away.
2: Brave, brave, Sir
4: Roscoe.
0: Melvin, it is over to you. Uh, Actually, sorry, technically, Roscoe, you do have a bonus action if you wanted to take it. Uh, So far as I'm aware, uh, the dash was my bonus action. Oh, gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, Roscoe, you uh, you were down to... 11 hit points there. That's uh, about as low as we've seen you. Good job running away. (laughs) (laughs) Brantley running away. You're really taking a pounding. And now it is over to Melvin. Sorry, I didn't mean to get you all excited and then take it away from you. No problem. I'm going to try something a
3: little new, something a little different. Um, I'm going to cast Major Image. And I am going to cast... Uh, major image in a way that uh, creates an illusion of a prison around all of these trolls, and I want to make it in such a way, kind of like a donut hole, where it's capturing all the trolls, but it's leaving a free uh, mm-hmm. hole in the middle for Kolvik. a torus. Yep, I think that's that shape is called. Mm-hmm. And uh, that image can be up to twenty feet; uh, it can be a twenty-foot cube. I should be able to get all these trolls that are currently encircling Kolvik. A uh, 20-foot
0: cube
3: would contain all of them, yep. And uh, now that I'm level 14, I have access to a little-known ability called Illusory Reality, where I can make a part of my illusion that's inanimate, that doesn't harm anybody, real for up to one minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make this jail... Uh, we'll just make it out of steel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I want it to contain all of these trolls. Nice. That's a a pretty fantastic use of your spells and abilities, good sir. And it doesn't matter if they can see that it's an illusion or not because you're actually making it real. Um, Spell lasts until dispelled without requiring your concentration if you do it at a higher level. Uh, Did you want to do it at a higher level so it doesn't require concentration? Or are you just going to... No, just that uh What is that, a fourth level? I, I think, think it's a fourth level spell. Third mm-hmm. level illusion. Third level. Yeah, I
3: don't need it to make it real. I may actually want it to go away. I'm not sure. But uh, I think a minute's going to be enough
0: for us to do whatever we need to do here. Okay. Yeah, that's ten rounds of combat. That's a long time. All right. So all of these things are now imprisoned. Uh, and let me ask a clarifying detail. Tell me a little bit more about this prison.
3: Okay. Uh It's made out of steel and there's a steel floor and there's steel bars and the bars are close enough where they can't punch or bite through to get to Kulvik. And it's really strong. Okay. So it's it's
2: like a pound cake kind of thing where I'm like in the center and everything else is. Yeah, yeah,
3: like a a bunk cake
1: kind of. Bunk cake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Angel food cake. And my favorite. Oh, you sound just like Lindsey Graham.
0: (laughs) uh okay so that was that clarifies basically the two questions that i was asking one of which and i I didn't want to ask the question in a leading way um but it is crafted in such a way that these creatures cannot attack out and the way you're describing it in the cake-like fashion gives me the impression of it being sort of a rounded dome that just goes over them Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah so that gives me a pretty solid idea of what we're working with here uh all right So, Kolvik, you are now surrounded by a big steel Bunt cake that's ensnaring all of these trolls Um, and you can do with that what you like on your next turn. Uh, Melvin, you do still have a bonus action and uh, movement, or wait, does the making it real require a bonus action or is that...? No, that's just, I get to do that. Just fucking get to do that. (laughs) Just get to make things
2: real. (laughs) That's a thing now. (laughs)
0: Um, You know, when I was designing some of these encounters, there was a couple times where I was like, Motherfucker, I might actually kill one of them and I'm not quite sure. Uh, whatever, we'll do it. (laughs) Because I knew shit like this was gonna happen.
3: (laughs) Alright, there you go. And I'll just fucking flick them all off with my
0: last action. (laughs) You're gonna rise up from behind the tombstone, just peace among worlds, and pretty much. Alright. With that, we move over to troll number two's turn. Um, <laughs> and it's just their turn, I guess. So can they, like, run around in a circle? And <laughs> yeah. <they're,
2: you> know a <laughs> hamster cage in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I want them to move, so my freaking glyph goes off, so it's worth
0: something in my life. <laughs> uh, well, they will end their turn. Number two is going to end its turn uh, in there, yeah, so it's going to fire. Right. Okay,
2: it doesn't have to move into it.
0: Um, Huh. If I was a troll and I was encased in a steel cage and you would have made this thick as hell so there's no chance that they're getting out of it and it has a floor so they can't dig their way under it
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and those things are all attached and there's no door or window mm, Well, as much as it pains me as a DM to uh, accept I don't think that there is anything that these things could, could, could reasonably do within this... Uh, Uh, donut prison that you have made for them. So we'll just skip by their turn. And then we make a quick series of rolls to see who is gonna beat your DC 17 wisdom save, was it? And that would make them also, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stunned? Stunned. Uh, So that is a failure for number one. Another failure. These guys have a minus one, by the way. That's three failures. Four failures. Five failures. That was a critical. Six failures. Every single one of these creatures is stunned and contained in a big steel donut. <laughs> 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 <mail> their- <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Um, uh, so at this point, what we'll do is we will step out of initiative just because there's not really much of a point in me continuing that. Cause your illusion is real for how long? A minute. A minute. And they're also stunned for a minute. So unless, unless it takes you guys 10 actions to kill these things, which it could, cause they're in the cage. So I don't know how you're going to get to them to attack them, but uh, you could also just run the fuck <coughs> out of here.
3: Do we have cleaning solution? We have a lot of cleaning solution. Mm-hmm. pretty sure that will go through the bars, so... I think we're just going to have to burn these guys <laughs> in
1: prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, the well, it's they're not even <laughs> unconscious. No. Oh, hey. no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
3: And also on my turn, I can change the nature of the illusion. And I'm just going to make the prisons shrink. Slowly oh, shrink. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like
2: Indiana
0: Jones style. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Dr. Joe. Um, I think with all of those things considered, what you're doing with your <laughs> your fucking Play-Doh factory that you're making here and, uh, and the fire and all the rest of it to stop the regeneration, I'm just going to safely call it and say, you guys got it. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Play-Doh fun factory of trolls.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put some troll fat in my bag. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. As
1: much as I know about trolls,
2: I think they're tasty. I'm going to start eating one.
0: You, would, I mean, they would be kind of like ground in a hamburger as they get ex- extruded. Well, my illusions can't
3: cause damage, so maybe if they're already dead, then I suppose maybe it would work. Mm. Oh, yeah. Guess we just have to burn them alive then. Burn them alive and then turn them into hamburger?
1: I think burning alive would be better than being
3: compressed. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. I'd
3: much rather be burned alive.
1: That's going to hurt oh. for like a minute, but yeah.
0: then shock is going to take over and death will come shortly after that.
4: I
3: don't
1: You're know. It.
0: This is a question I really want answered. Uh, I think I'm just going to roll on past this in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think either way, shock would settle in pretty yeah. quickly. I would think that... Well, how
2: slow is the squish? I mean, are you talking just like a slow squish or it's like a...
0: Uh, Slow. Uh, one, okay. The full one minute.
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay.
0: Yikes. What what? The, uh, which Terminator movie was it? Is it the first Terminator where like that's that? where he's getting crushed. Yep, like that speed, like that long enough to be. me
2: out on Who Framed Roger Rabbit at the very end of the tune. Town where the steamroller goes over the tune and his oh, eyes start like popping yeah. out and stuff that freaked me out as a kid.
3: Every everybody has like their thing that freaked them out when they're little. Mine was a uh, child's play. Yeah, the dolls with the fucking knives.
0: Man, get out of here. well speaking of getting smushed too did you guys ever watch uh maximum overdrive the one that popped immediately into my head Uh uh-huh the steamroller running over the kid on the baseball field or whatever like oh good lord what a bad way to go from the feet up dude if i knew i was fucked at that point i would just turn around that movie is probably the one that fucked with my head when i was little because yeah there's cars and shit everywhere they're all just sitting there and you're like what if it just started?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> a fucking pop machine shooting sodas
1: at people.
2: That's a true sentient being coming to life kind of thing. Just weird robots doing things.
0: And they're always evil. Yeah. Well, my head went right to what if the toilet came alive, but all it would be able to do is flap the lid at you and then flush. Like, it wouldn't be able to do anything. It would just be really hard to go to the bathroom.
1: Stop Stop, stop it.
2: Let me poop in you.
1: <laughs> and it wouldn't be strong enough once you shitting have the <laughs> mouth. It would just be furiously beating at your back.
0: <laughs> it's only got like an inch of movement or whatever, so it's just like patting <laughs> you. <laughs>
4: oh,
3: terrible. You've been waiting your whole life. Now you can finally do something. And you just get shit in it, anyway.
0: <laughs> Shit in.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm guessing since we melted these guys down, they didn't have any troll treasures on them. the troll troll tolling?:
0: No, there was no troll treasures. They were uh, They were just wilderness beasts. Mindless animals, essentially. I do like Roscoe's idea of gathering up that troll fat, though. It's an essential uh, alchemical ingredient. Mm-hmm. Is it? I've got barrels of fucking troll fat in my Skyrim game right now. <laughs> <laughs> Drowning in that shit.
3: Right next to We, we can start next... a troll fat fire here and warm up. And
2: Yeah, I was actually going to say, um, you're pretty badly hurt, aren't you, Roscoe?
1: Yeah, I'm limping.
2: You're limping? What about you, Melvin?
3: I'm halfway to limping.
2: Halfway to limping? Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs>
2: do we want a rest to do a cure? That's uh, what I'm getting at.
3: Um,
1: I don't know, guys. What do you think? We could- I think we need to rest. Like, my HP is so low that uh, we can do a cure and I can do all my hit dice and it's still not going to get me to half. So, a uh, short rest gets us half of our hit dice?
0: Uh, A short rest allows you to use as many hit dice as you want. A long rest recovers half of your hit dice.
3: All right, yeah, let's take at least a short rest here. Okay.
2: Um, Before we do the short rest, I'm going to actually use the channel divinity on Roscoe. And so number of hit points equal to five times your clerical level. So I think that gets you at least halfway until you can use less hit dice.
3: And do we, when we use the hit dice, do we roll our dice? Mm-hmm. We roll like a six-sided dice, or I what think do we it's roll?
2: whatever we do for our level. So yeah. it, it's a one d eight.
3: Is it one d six, and then plus your Constitution
1: modifier? I think.
2: Well, is yours so one d six to when you level? I think so. I thought mine was eight. I
1: early. think we're all one d six. I think everybody is one so-
3: d six for our hit dice, right? Eight. Yeah, eight was eight. Oh. And then plus your Constitution modifier. All right, I used half of my hit dice.
1: To get back to full strength, use the eleven hit dice to get almost to
0: full strength. Rolled like five ones.
2: Oh, I was like, "Dang,
0: that's balls!" Dang. I was looking the other day at a thing that I'm gonna try maybe in a different campaign, uh, but it's called gritty realism. Um, as a rule for resting and things like that, and basically like the the bonuses and benefits you guys get from a rest, you can only do like. Once a week, or something like that. So it makes the like, it's just a different way of pacing the adventure where <clears throat> it makes it harder on the players. Like, cause you guys just like, oh, you had a big encounter. Well, we'll just rest. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not really a lot of consequence to doing shit. Um, where the gritty realism rules are more like, I think, the, I think a long rest takes a week and a short rest is basically what a long rest is now. Um, so like overnight, you wouldn't go from like, almost dead to completely healed, you would just get, like, a little bit back. I'm curious about experimenting with that, but I said not, not necessarily in this game. Uh, I'm going to have you guys make a roll on the short rest. Melvin, it's your turn. What would that be in an hour's worth of time? Alright, I rolled a three. Three. So, you guys uh, finish your long rest and you start walking a little ways. And then uh, suddenly, from the, off the south of the road of you, you can hear the banging and clashing of weapons and armor. As you get closer and approach, you discover a group of skeletons fighting amongst themselves. All of them are wearing one of two faded banners, roughly half of each. And uh, they're banging and crashing into each other, clearly trying to settle some ancient score. You want to do anything about that? Try to make some wedgers. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what uh what, what flags do we see uh let's just say there's red and
3: blue there's red and blue About how many skeletons are out there there's like a total of eight four of each four of each uh i'll bet on blue for 100 gold
1: who's gonna take that bet i will i'll do a a counter i don't additional. Have, i'm sorry i don't have a hundred gold on my person i'm sorry I will bet 10 gold.
0: Can <laughs> you give me 100 gold to bet you?
1: <laughs> I'll bet 10 gold that a red will be the next to drop.
2: I'm going to do a second wager for you. Three magic beans that uh, red's going to go ahead and take the first kill.
3: Why don't you bet me the, to get your decanter back of squirting? Okay, three magic beans <laughs> for my decanter back. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that decanter.
0: Episode 74, Moist, was released on March 10th, 2019. The walls of Periprio draw ever closer next week on... Vegan! 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 The very good adventuring team! You'll make a fine rug, cat!
1: Because <laughs> you did nothing wrong!
0: <laughs> so much cat racism!
4: <laughs>